So welcome to the Fuzz Corners Podcast, where we talk about news, entertainment, and all the above. I am your host, D. OG is actually on vacation right now, but he will be back next episode. Let this rock. Okay, okay, okay. I have a special guest here today. I have Carmen from the Journal of a Black Elephant podcast. Before she comes on, I listen to this podcast. It's one of the best, y'all. I listen to it. I'll tell you, I was walking, running, yelling with the kids with this podcast on. I wanted to beat my kids with this podcast. I heard that first episode. I actually heard the last episode. It was, it was entertaining. So Carmen from the... Journey of a Black Elephant podcast. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Right, thank you. Thank you. You in Texas right now, right? I am in hot, smoldering heat, Texas. I tell you, we in Rhode Island right now. It's hot over here too. <laughs> like I, I can't. If I can't, if I can swing it, I don't leave my house until after six because it's it's too much. After six, that heat is super disrespectful. <laughs> Texas has one of the best clubs out there. What do you mean after six? You got to go to how after that? No, I mean like if I'm going out to like the store. I mean uh, anything. Anything. I'm not leaving the house till six. <laughs> nah, it's too hot. My mom lives in uh, Georgia right now, and I tell mm-hmm. you, I, when I used to stay in Georgia, I used to have to go early in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, just to to mow the lawn. It's the same thing in Texas. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, we wake up and it's already seven, eight o'clock, and it's already about seventy-nine degrees. So there's Ooh. that. <laughs> like the high at night is like eighty-two, 82. for no reason. Jeez, AC must be beaming. Always. I know you guys <laughs> had 60. you guys had a lot of news from Texas, uh, Meg The Stallion. Yeah, you know when I uh heard about the whole make the stallion thing with Tory Lanez I was like really that's that's where we're going with this you know what I mean it it just kind of seemed like nobody really took it serious I don't know if it's because she got just shot in the foot but nobody seemed to take it serious there's so many memes joking about it I'm like really that's uh, you, what we're doing okay so you know what you just rolled out are we failing <laughs> our black queens that's the question are we failing our black queens I never want to place blame <laughs> on either side of the spectrum, right? Yeah. But to a degree, it's sometimes seen as, you know what I'm saying, black women, we always ready to ride, right? Yeah. Whenever something goes down, we we out there, we on the front line. Yes, you are. Now, <laughs> when it happens on the other side, it's kind of like, it's a joke. So you have to kind of ask yourself, like, do our black men ride for us as much as we ride for them? You that know, is something. That is something because that is a good question. I always, always wonder because you know what? I can tell you this right now. Coming from, I had multiple relationships, whether it's white, Spanish. I tell you, the black ones, my black queens, they they ride to the death. It's a different type of relationship when you're with a black queen. I tell you, 
So I don't understand and, it either. And, you know, the thing about that is I always look at that, right? You always look at why that is. For me, sometimes I'll ask my friends, like, why? Why are you staying with him? What? What is that? You know what I mean? Like, you know he's no good. He's, you know what I'm saying, not really there for you. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with a long list of things. And you're like, why? You know, because I love him. Because I love him. That's always the, that's always the answer. <laughs> you know what it is? Always. It starts when you're young. I, I always have this motto. You show your black kids that how to love a black queen, and when they grow up, they'll always love their black queens. And that's simple as that. If you start showing them you got to love your black queen, love them the right way, they'll, uh, it'll change this whole mentality they have right now. So I always say that, you know. I definitely think that. Um, I actually last week did a Talking Back Culture episode. And in that episode, I actually said, you know what I'm saying, you learn to communicate by what you see, Right. How did your parents communicate? And that goes on so many levels when we're talking about things like this, right? Yep. Because what a child misses or sees during their upbringing, that stays with that child's core, right? Yep. So when, we, when we're in these relationships, it's not just about your partner. You got to look at what you're showing your kid. Like, what are they taking from what they see? And I definitely agree with that. That is something that we definitely... I think you need to pay more attention to. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. I can tell you this right Except, now. I, mm-hmm. I, when I was young, I was in high school, and uh, a lot of people have this this uh, same experience. A lot of people. I'm not just going to say everyone, but a lot of people have the same experience. I used to love, I used to have the biggest crush on this girl. She was black. She didn't give me mm-hmm. no time of the day. No time of the day. And, and I always say, <laughs> when you when after high school, when you go to go to college, you mostly will predominantly see someone white. And I always say this, that at the time, and I used to get, I used to have more attention from the white girls than the black girls. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I really didn't care nothing about that. But as I grow up, I always say the black queens have more in common than most of the time the other side. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but as I said before, I always, always felt, always felt that they was brought up differently. And I don't know if it was more of a safety thing, but I always had more in common with the black, my black queens than the other side. Even though I, in probably the last three relationships, it was all the whites on there. Mm-hmm. I think with that, when you look at it, we, whether we all realize it or not, especially in our black community, is it's really the thought of pan-Africanism because we all share a shared experience. You can meet someone for the first time and talk about your upbringing and we all know, you know what I mean? Like, if you know, you know. So it's like we share this experience and this bond because we're literally, for the most part, brought up the same. Yep. I think when it comes to other cultures or whatever, bonding with other cultures is great, you know what I mean? You get to see a different perspective but then you have that other side that's like they get it because went through the same struggles or seen their mom going through the same struggles so they can relate. Yep. I think um, definitely in college, though, I will say this. I've gone to a PWI and an HBCU. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? I had the dating experience of both. For me personally, um, it was a little – it was – it was an experience, let's say that, especially at the PWI, because yep. 
I was seen as the nerdy girl who liked anime, played video games, you know what I'm saying, was into like emo music and stuff like that. So I was able to connect on, I guess, the entertainment level with my surroundings, right? But when I got to that HBCU, it was a whole cultural connection. You know what I mean? So it's definitely a difference. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely think there's a difference when we're talking about a cultural connection versus, I don't know, like a hobby connection or a, you can definitely have mental connections as well, but there's definitely a difference. You know, you know what I mean? Last, I always notice with all, every time I, I go inside uh, a white relationship with, with someone, I'm always the talking black guy. Now, it's one of the things I'm always, always, always talking about. I used to go to parties, talking black guy. <laughs> When I used to go to the, the family, they talk about how much they loved us. Trump, I tell you, <laughs> talking black guy. I'm the guy that I had to argue with them maybe five seconds. Talking black guy. Even, even I have to, I was, I tell a story, which kind of changed the whole mentality when it comes to dating. I, I was, I told you, I was breaking bread with the father, breaking bread with the uncle. And one of them, they, they actually sent me, they gave me a picture. They, they was like, oh, this is from my great grandfather. To this day, I remember this. I remember the picture said, Hey, Dad, uh, they didn't station me with any black guys this time, <laughs> to this day. So when I saw wow. that, it was it, as you said before, it was a cultural difference. So obviously, mm-hmm. their culture is a little different. They were taught the hate on there, but obviously they might have changed or whatever. But it was always me being the token black guy, and I always felt that every time I go somewhere, I always have to worry about who's you. Always, you almost have to interview the room, say who's the mm-hmm. one who I got to watch out for. So it's, oh, it's always a, a culture issue. And I, in the beginning, when I was in college, I always thought I felt a black woman. So at the end of the day, even dating a white girl, even dating a, a Spanish girl, I always felt, you know what? I always love my black queens, but I always revert back to the others. I always felt that way. You know, when you, well, when you look at that, like when it comes to failing, right? And I'm using air quotes. Can't see it, but I'm using air quotes. <laughs> air quotes. <laughs> it comes to selling the black woman if we even look you know what i'm saying this isn't something that just our generation is battling with right mm-hmm. because if you look back malcolm x even said the most disrespected person in america is the black woman yes it is the most unprotected person in america is the black woman and the most neglected is the black woman and you know i remember being young let's tell you a story i remember being young and I was probably about 17 years old. I got my first boyfriend. And I remember my grandmother looking at me and saying, you know, that man can walk away at any time. She's like, you got to know how to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it then, right? But even then, and being young and watching these strong black women around me, I ended up taking on this strong woman persona, right? And I think a lot of sisters will agree with that. We are really raised to be able to stand on our own two feet. And not that that is a bad thing at all, but it rolls back to knowing that, you know what I'm saying, you got to have your own self. And I think that that definitely created a type of division, right? Yep. because I hear men say it all the time, especially black men. But it's not just black men either. It's like it's a stereotype across the races. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I think it was a, it was a um, article 
in a psychology magazine a while back. They took it down after it got a lot of backlash. But this doctor actually said that black women are the least attractive women. You know what I'm saying? Across the races and we're the hardest to date. You know, when the, I read that. <laughs> ew, that's that's crazy. Cause you know the funny thing about that? I always I always wonder. The white women will go with any black man. I tell you, there's a lot of a lot of white women go with black men, but I don't see too many. And it's it's some few of white men dating black black women, and it's just a few I see. And obviously, that used to always it's just they used to get on my nerve a, a lot because it always tend to be. I had a couple of white friends at the time, and I always have them mama on their breath. Well, that's the prettiest black girl I've ever seen. Like they never seen a, a pretty black girl before, and then why mm-hmm. it had to be the the prettiest black girl I've ever seen. Right. You know what? I would say depiction in the media, you have to have blue, blonde hair, blue eyes, and they mm-hmm. never, they never depict our queens like the Beyonces of the world or the the Patti LaBelle's of the world. Because I tell you, Patti LaBelle is beautiful. I tell you, but mm-hmm. Patti LaBelle's of the world, they always try to depict what Julia Roberts or who else? Uh, the Angelina Jolene. I don't even think Angelina Jolene to have nothing on Patti LaBelle, but they depict that on the media, and I just. I get really annoyed and angered by that whole situation. You know, I'm going to tell you what kind of pisses me off when it comes to media, right? I'm not going to name names. Name them. <laughs> uh, all right, that dinner plan. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, taking all the black men, I tell you. <laughs> not even that. The men that they choose, you know what? People, sis. But... What pisses me off is, is they take so much from our culture mm-hmm. and sell it back. But you know that, that but that's normal. But you know that's normal, right? They usually you take they take the culture. They use it just like music. They say pop, pop star. Think about what pop star. Pop star mean popular. Now everyone mm-hmm. knows that hip hop is popular right now. So, but some right. for some reason, they, every time you get to these music shows, they always want the country song to win, regardless of how horrible mm-hmm. some of the they want the country song to win because they do not like that hip hop is one of the most popular music right now. Exactly, and see that's 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 the disrespect that Malcolm was talking about because you have these culture vultures culture. come into and they. They see different things that we do, especially the black women, how we do our hair, how we do this, how we do that. And then it's like, for you to do it, that's furry. But a black woman does it, she's ghetto. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the disrespect. Like, you're you're coming into our culture, and I'm going to say borrowing, to be nice, borrowing things, but a black woman does it, it doesn't have the same impact. So now the, and, question, the, the question is, is how do we fix it? Because is black men really failing black queens? I think if we're being 100% honest, I don't know how many women are going to uh, light me up because of this comment. <laughs> I personally think we're failing each other. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a black man versus, it, it really is a black man versus a black woman thing. But I think on both sides, we need healing. Because, you know what I'm saying? Another thing that I think our society has done, and it's a lot of damage with that, is colorism, right? Oh, yeah. So, especially in rap and hip-hop, you hear, like, Lil Wayne, I like a long hair, thick, red bone, Mm. right? So, it's like, it's so many little divisions in our community that I think the first thing we need to do is look at both sides. 
we have to stop blaming each other. Because right. yes, there are things that black women do that we need to work on. And there are things that black men need to work on as well. I won't say that it's a failure. I'll more say it's an education process. So you basically I'll even knock it down to that. Oh, so I always say that is it the Sierra effect? Is Explain that to me. So think about the Sierra effect. You have she went out with Future first. And mm-hmm. then she went out with Russell Wilson. There's a, and I, I point back to to back in the day, a lot of, and I'm not saying everyone, well, I know a lot of women who rather the futures of the world than the Russell Wilsons. They, they love the, sec- they thought it was security than the, the goofy little black kid who knows more about books than anything else. So that's the question. Is it the future effect or the, the, is it the Sierra effect? But see, you got to look at that too, because growing up, especially like in the 90s, what do we see? ballers right uh-huh. all these rappers were ballers and then we've seen black men try to like copy that yep. right yep. so then in return you know what i'm saying that was the go-to you know what i mean is is really looking at the culture and the society and what we really want i think now especially since we've been in quarantine for a couple of months i've been seeing it all on my timeline you got people really getting into their bags oh, yeah. right um, everybody's trying to find their niche, trying to find their thing. And it's like we're evolving past just looking straight at money. You know what I mean? Like not too long ago, B. Simone got, yeah, B. Simone? Yeah, she got dragged on uh, Instagram. Don't like a or Twitter. Yeah, like that. Like seriously, you're going to down the people that really help bring you up. Like that's crazy to me. You know what I mean? So it's now looking at... <clears throat> Okay, so it's like, it doesn't matter how much money he makes, is he a good dude or not? Oh, yeah. So I think now, like, that we're becoming more, and that's what I'm really loving about 2020. It's causing a lot of people to look inwardly because um, you have nothing else to do. You got nothing else so, to do but look inwardly. <laughs> right. So it's looking at what you really want, not what has been portrayed or pushed on us. So you know, I think that's definitely a thing. 2020 is one of those things, those years that, I, I get to figure out who is hiding and who is not hiding, especially with the whole November coming up and the votes coming up. I, a lot of people have been uh, unfriending a lot of people on social media because I, I want to see who's rocking with the, the Trump over here. I love seeing who's rocking with Trump. I ain't going to lie to you. It's the funniest thing in the you world. You know, <laughs> when it comes to politics and it comes, especially right now, with Black Lives Matter, every time I, you know what I mean, look around, somebody's talking about it, and the cause to defund the police, it's very interesting to see exactly who you have in your circle. Oh, yeah. I remember when things really popped off after the George Floyd murder. I remember looking down my timeline at some of my closest friends, like, you are way too quiet for my, for my liking. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it kind of puts you at a point where you have to be like, are you going to deal with complacency or not? Because that plays a part too. We're so quick to be like, Oh, this person is my friend. You know what I'm saying? They've been rocking with me forever, but if they don't really stand with what you stand for, you have to look at that as what are you really saying? Oh yeah. I had, I I had a lot of friends who, who I tell you black Spanish white who big on Donald Trump and they, they don't care about the bigoted. They don't care about the conversation he had. They don't care about anything. 
as soon as they see police injustice or even a racism or Karens in the world, they're quiet. Quiet as can be. Won't say nothing about it. But as soon as Donald Trump say something, they have, they're big on probably big on trying to defend the guy. So I, I know what you mean. And I'm, I, I look at people like that, like, how can you de- like defend this administration right now? Like, I actually seen somebody on my page the other day, and they posted and was like, how are we blaming someone who's never been in office before until he got elected president versus not blaming Congress? That's like, right. you can't make this stuff up. Like, you can't make it what up. You- <laughs> I seen this guy like, blame. What do you mean? I seen this guy blame Obama more than anybody else. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know Obama had three terms, but he blamed Obama more than anyone else. Now for everything. Now you you saw the the Kanye West rant on the weekend. I did, and uh, that that low key broke my heart. Oh, you um, did too. It broke my heart because a lot of people are clowning, and you know what I'm saying. First of all. Um, we know that Kanye has like bipolar disorder and depression. What we've seen over the weekend, like, you know, when they first said Kanye was running for president, I got pissed. I'm like, okay, this is a diversion to wipe away votes that could be used for Biden and Trump is going to get back in office. Of course, of course. That was my first thought. Like, are y'all serious right now? Then, you know, we see this rally and we hear the comments that he makes about Harriet Tubman, what he says about his daughters, how he literally is see how he literally attacked a black woman for wearing a mask when there was white men right beside her who had on masks as well. But you, do you think it's a rollout? This, it almost seems like it's a rollout. He's, his album's coming out this Friday. So it has to be every time he goes on his uh, episodes is a rollout for something. You know, I want to put it on that, but part of me is like Kanye, Kanye tweeted a while back that he was going to run for president for 2020. Oh yeah. So I'm like, but my biggest question is still why, why now? Right. We're a couple of months before the election and now you want to come out and really state your platform i don't know i'm like why right i always say because i said talk about this in the last podcast i think they gave a good tax break i really feel like they gave him a good tax break and then he just it's almost like trump said you know every certain amount of days i need you to come out and perform that is just i feel like it's a tax break pretty much i think uh it was reported that he got that 10 grand for the ppe Mm-hmm. Um, and that pissed me off. I'm like, he's a millionaire. Why didn't that go to somebody's small business? And that's that's one thing that we we have to look at. Like, what is Trump exchanging right for support? What is he doing to keep these people who obviously got to see that this guy is the absolute worst president in history? And that's saying a lot. You know, a lot, um, of, a lot of people for some reason, and uh, they swear he's not the worst, but he's the worst president in the world. Oh, definitely, definitely. He's got us basically banned from almost every country. Um, the Corona Task Force, if you even want to call it that, has basically left Americans on their own, right? I think last week Pence was like, we don't want the CDC guidelines to determine if schools are going to open up or not. What do you mean? 
You know what I mean? It's kind of now like you got to choose if you're going to send your kid back or if you're going to homeschool them without any assistance from the government. And it's like, so y'all really going to hang us out the jaw like that? And nobody's really saying anything about it. Like, it, it doesn't, it, it's baffling. So I'm like, what favors is this man doing to get people on his side and do exactly what he wants? Like, what is he trading away? Yeah, he's trading away those votes that he getting, he getting some type of tax break. And and I always say that it's almost like every time Kanye West do something, they try to they try to reverse it and have Kim Kardashian do something else, whether it's freeing someone, whether it's talking about something or or just going right on it. As soon as this finish, I guarantee the next season talking about how Kanye West went crazy. Mm-hmm. Next season. They said he went up to his ranch and um I think that's when he went on that Twitter rant. Um, and he said that he's been trying to get a divorce from Kim. So I'm like, what, what's going to be the excuse this time, though? Is it going to be his mental illness? Is it really going to be a thing? So kind of, I don't know. I'm really anxious to see how this plays out. I hope if Kanye really does need that help, that they get it for him. And the people that's around him aren't just like, oh, that's just Kanye. You know what I mean? Do you hear when he said he's on Get Out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. he, he said something like, we know the movie Get Out was about me or something like that. And I was yes, like, yes. well, you know. Said the movie. <laughs> we made that assessment a whole long time ago, bro. Uh, but <laughs> thanks said, for coming up to speed. It is saying something. Those The Kardashians and the Jenners, they, don't, they can't keep a man for some reason. We cannot that, keep a man. Those, those group of women. <laughs> they are um you know i've had to talk about the whole jenner kardashian plan with different people and they all have different points of views you know you hear the people that's like well you know what i'm saying they're making their money you can't really knock them for that and you have the people that's just like they get on their nerves and you have people that just like absolutely love them um yeah i don't see the appeal but you know what i mean i think is it's really interesting to me that they love the culture so much. They love black men so much. And you kind of look at them like, what are you really doing though? Yeah, I don't Besides see doing making anything. Pepsi commercials. <laughs> well, my, my absolutely nothing for us. Oh yeah. My question is we have so many um, TV shows, whether it's keep Car- keeping up the Kardashians, where they have uh, hip hop, growing up hip hop. What is it? Uh, loving mm-hmm. hip hop. They, uh, do you feel like they depict us or depict the black woman badly with those shows? I, I'm not going to lie. In my uh, early 20s, I loved love and hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was funny. It was ratchet. <laughs> got the daily dose of. And as I got older, I'm like, and this is why, you know what I'm saying? You see racists who automatically have these stereotypes about us. Yep. You know what I mean? Because this is what's depicted. Like, can I get a show, a reality show about a black girl who's working, going to school? And you know what I'm saying? Like, can I get a positive image reality show about black people? Because this ain't it. You know what I mean? And people sometimes mistake ratings versus reality. And it's like, what are we really showing? And then we see this on TV, our younger, you know what I'm saying? Our younger girls see this, and it's like, that's what they aspire to because that's what they see. And representation matters on all fronts. Yeah, and I so, remember when I was young, 
it used to be the the videos, the music videos. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Music videos. And now it's Instagram. Instagram is a big thing, especially with those shows and everything like that is Instagram. And I don't have a daughter. And I always feel like when I have a daughter, it's going to be a scary time because I already see with the men. I would say the little kid, the, the, the black men, I feel like they're, they're seeing too many things on TV, how to treat someone. And I, I hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they, they, I try to teach them the right way and kind of figure it out and try to teach them how to love someone the right way. So I always say those those movies, those movies, not even the movies, it's more the TV shows, the VH1s of the world. It's, it's the pretty much wrong. Well, I don't think we can discount movies either. <laughs> well, what should, if you think about it, they're, they're starting to do a better job with movies. I just obviously it's not that much, not that much black stars in movies. That's my big thing mm-hmm. too. But they start. Yeah. I just don't see too much. And as I said before, they they doing a lot of uh, colorism. They they change a lot of people. They say that they some people are supposed to be a black actor. They make it a white actor. But mm-hmm. movies movies are tough. I you know who I love the most in movies Regina King. She I think I she's like love, she's the best. Yeah. I tell you, she's one of the best. Uh, and she's a black woman. You ever watch The Watchmen? Oh, actually, no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you gotta watch The Watchmen. One of the best. Okay. You gotta watch Watchmen. If it's what is it on HBO or it was one of the, one of those things. Yeah, I got a, okay. I got someone else uh, logging, so it's one of those things. I just kind of sneakily put it on my TV show. It's not my login. I ain't paying for it. But uh, <laughs> I, I love The Watchmen. It's, you gotta have a good watch one there for about a good week to watch Watchmen. Now I watch The Shy too, but The Watchmen is, okay. is one of the best. But Regina King, definitely do that. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, I guess, black actresses, I, uh, I'm always here for Angela Bassett. Oh yeah, that oh, woman yeah. is phenomenal. I love her to death. I, love I um, Bassett. you know, since we were just talking about movies, I had a conversation. I want to see what you think about this, right? So we were talking about loving basketball because you know that was supposed to depict, you know finding love and the most unreal place, right? With your yeah. best friend or yeah. whatever. So I posed the question was, uh, was Quincy toxic? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my homegirl was like, no, what did Quincy do? It was, you know, Sanaa Lathan's character. She was the one who messed up. I was like, what's she though? Like, like, that's a serious question. And loving basketball, do you think Quincy was toxic? I don't know if he was toxic. It seemed like he was broken more than toxic. So I would say when you're broken, you can't be in a relationship when you're broken. Think about August Alcina. He's broken. You can't be in a relationship when you're broken. So think about it. You cannot be in a relationship when you're broken. I remember this, and this is the big reason why if you break up with someone, don't go in a relationship so quickly. Because a lot of people, what they do, they break it with someone and they go in a relationship in two seconds. And they didn't, they didn't heal themselves. Ayala and Vont said you got to heal before you can't try to heal someone else. So I think he was broken. Obviously, he, he probably thought his dad was the best. His dad was slinging around. It's a basketball play. He, he was going around, sleeping around. I think he was broken. I don't know about toxic. Why do you think he was toxic? The reason I say he was toxic, okay, so even before... Like, if you look at it, right? So, one, when he went and wanted to talk about his dad or whatever, right? And uh, she's like, she had curfew. She had to go, uh-huh. right? To see you starting. 
what did he do? The next time she went over, he with a whole nother chick already. Oh, yeah, like two days. Right? Like <laughs> Two days. Because she didn't have time. Yep. Or like when they came into the party and he was drinking and they was like, yo, your girl starting. Like, what's up? And he's like, that's what's up. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't even really want to celebrate. <laughs> didn't even her, right? care. He's like, yeah, what up? Didn't even care. And then, let's see. Like, I mean, it was just, it was a little thing within that like they walking through the quad together girl hey you and he like hey what's up like right in front of his chick though like i yeah, right. i'm like he was a look <laughs> but we can definitely put that on this upbringing because what did his father show him you know what i mean but yeah, I, I was like i feel like he was the movie villain uh, he was definitely broken i tell you and at the same time she she's see that's the black queen she stand up. She fight what she was. She she really wanted. Tyra Banks ain't got nothing on her. <laughs> Tyra Banks was all in the way. Not in that movie. No, oh, no. For real. Oh, no. Now, a lot of people still saying Sinai Layton bit Beyonce, but that's another story. You can't be biting the queen, queen bee over here. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't, can't co-sign that one. You can't. <laughs> you can't go. But Solange, you're lucky Solange was there. Solange would have whooped that ass i tell you Ooh, you can't you can't bite queen ain't no joke now who you think and i argued about this in the last uh last podcast who you think we should look up to with all these celebrities and everything i always I say i don't believe we you don't believe what as far as as far as what like i don't believe we should look up to any celebrity but see that's what <laughs> that's why you're a black queen because i don't think these celebrities are crazy they're human for one like and you know i say this all the time on my podcast like we're human we're flawed so the analogy of you got people that inspire you right mm-hmm. um i definitely have people that you know what i'm saying inspire me and motivate me to do what i do but looking up to people nah no you can't look up nah, i can't do it a lot of people try to look can't up to will and jada and look at how that happened you know, <laughs> messy as can be. Can I just say I applaud them for the show that they gave us on the Red Talk? Oh, oh yeah, Red Table Talk. Like, let's give them that. First I wonder of if all. they're gonna win an Oscar for that one. I mean, Will definitely should. He should. He, that definitely guy was about should. to. I felt like I felt like the meme when uh, Smokey was <laughs> talking to Debo. He's like, he's gonna cry in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when I started watching it, and you just see that pain and anger on the face you're like damn okay you know what i mean and then you start listening and that's where what he was sitting there portraying that hurt that anger is like okay so first of all this happened a while ago but you're still holding some type of resentment towards your wife um but at the same time it's like you know he's like okay but what did you do you know like he basically forced jada to you know what i'm saying own up to her accountability Oh, yeah. And in that moment when Jada was like, you know, we were both supposed to go find our own happiness. I don't mm. think Will thought she was going to find her happiness entangled with August, but, you know, it happened. <laughs> she found something. <laughs> <laughs> she found something, definitely. But to me, it was just, you know what I'm saying, looking at them and everything like that. Like, most couples that are in the limelight, you hear something about. We heard about Jay cheating on Beyonce. Uh-huh. Um, he got the will in August thing. And it's like, you know, we we say, okay, that's the type of black love we want, right? 
but you don't really know what those people had to go through to get there or what they're going through. You know, my thing is, I don't know how, Will, you know, Will is stronger than me. Because if, if my girl tell me that she was sleeping around with some, whoof, I think I'd be crying. <laughs> yeah, I don't, see, that's, that's why a, women are stronger. Guys, have, guys cannot take that type of, <laughs> that cannot, type of pain. Oh, no, nah, we can't take that pain. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Would you have stayed though? If your girl was completely Ooh. honest, like, look, I wasn't happy. We were separated. You know, I found love in this person, but that wasn't it. So I came back over here. I can't stay. Would you? No, you know why? <laughs> it's not that, it's not about the love. Because you, you obviously will love that person regardless. But mm-hmm. thinking about it every single time. That, you, you know what? And you're always going to always try to make her happy. And you can, you can never make someone fully happy. So I always say. That I, is true. I cannot cannot do it uh it's it's tough it's tough now i'd rather would you rather not them not telling you <laughs> or tell you that's really the question i would want to know you don't want to know no i want to know if i'm not mario wanting tell me <laughs> i don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> nah come tell me bro. But what, what if the, you're in a relationship five years it's going great everything is going great but that one mm-hmm. time, especially probably in the beginning, one time, by five months while you in the relationship, he slipped up one, but he never did it again. What will happen? I would. That's a tough one. See, it is a tough one, but my first question is going to be why. Like, I always want to know the why behind stuff, not really nothing else. Like, why did you decide to step out? So, you um, know, some people think, some people, for some reason, in their minds, they think the first three three months is really not a relationship. Even when, even if you go on a date, even if you you do stuff with them, they always think that first three months. People think that. People think that. Is it though? Because think about it. When you first meet somebody, right? Like, damn, this person is dope as hell. You tend to put on that receptionist face, and you you know what I'm talking about, right? Like that's that you certain things you let slide. You know what I mean? You like okay. uh, don't know how I feel about that yet. Or you overlook certain things. You know, oh, I really like this person. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And then you hit about, because you can only pretend for so long. Oh, yeah. All right. So then you hit about that fifth, six months. And then you're like, okay, so that's really you. <laughs> now we're really dating. <laughs> I, like, I, I always say they don't, receptionist first. they don't, they don't change their ways until you move in with them. <laughs> I always feel oh, that. Oh, man, that. Oh, that's a tough one. I I had so many. I remember when I had a girl, and she changed her way until you move in. The and I tell you, it was like the worst experience. That was a long time ago, though. But it was the worst experience. They don't change. They don't start changing until you move in with them, or you got to get them mad, get them drunk, and get them mad. They start saying the words that you say. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> it, it becomes a petty battle at that point. But you know, I think if you're gonna be with somebody long term, I definitely think you have to. Because you really don't know somebody until you move in with them or you experience them in different situations. True. So I've never understood the whole, oh, let's wait till we get married to move in with each other. You may move in with them and then be like, yeah, no, this ain't it. And it's, it's most of the time, so. it's never it. It's very, it's hell. <laughs> <laughs> Relationships. And I'm, I am very, I'm very proud that I found someone right now that's the one of the best. 
But I, I had to go through a lot of heart <laughs> headaches, um, heartaches, and everything. Cool. <laughs> so it, it, I always say that the beginning, those you always have to be in a relationship. I hate when when people go in relationships only been through like one or two relationships before. Because you know, at the end of the day, you got to get those heartaches and those headaches because those heartaches and headaches will go away. And then when you re- meet the right one, then you'll know. But it's tough. Yes. Relationship is very, very <laughs> tough. I don't know especially how dating do now. Oh, especially dating this, now. Oh my gosh. Now you, it a, is everything digital. The absolute worst. Everything's very yeah. digital right now. Tinder. It, what is it? They got Tinder, Hinge. They got all those dating. Bumble. Data. Bumble. Now Facebook. Facebook having their little dating game. It, oh it's, my gosh. Uh, it's, it's tough. I feel so bad for people dating. Um, pray for me. Um, because <laughs> I'm telling you, I. I go out on dates and I be like, you know what? Being single ain't that bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even think I want to do it. You, you know, know what I mean? Yes, yeah, you know the funny thing is, being single is not that bad because usually if you have the right person, they'll just all of a sudden match. You just come to come to light because right. these dates are crazy. And you think the guys are worse? Uh, the girls are the worst. <laughs> they uh, are the worst. See, I can't condone that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like, know, I can't condone that. You, Cause you know, I don't know if you know or not, but those the girls, they're tough. <laughs> they're, they're tough. I mean, yeah, I can. And I can kind of see that. I remember like, I had a, a bad date. I went on a date and I, I bought everything. I was I was lavish. I gave her the flowers and everything like that. And I thought it was a great date. Every five seconds she goes to the bathroom. I was like, okay, she must have a good bladder problem. Must be a bladder problem. I can't. Then. She, she made her friend come over. I was like, so you had your friend here all the time just watching us? <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm really doing bad or something. This lady, I tell you, she, she told me she went on like 10 dates beforehand. So I'm thinking, it must be, she used to go on dates just to get the drinks. I really think so. It's bad. It's bad out there. So I'm, I'm oh so God. thankful I have someone. I am so thankful I have someone. Hold on to that. Oh my god! Because I don't know how people do it. The dates thing, too much. You know, I went out on a date not too long ago. Um, yeah, not too long ago. Well, we'll leave it at that because depending on who hears this episode. So, not too long ago, right? But um, we went out. We're having dinner, and we're sitting there talking or whatever, and. You know, everything was good at first. And he's like, so what do you do? You know, we I go through that. And I was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm a creator of a podcast. He was like, oh. He's like, so what do you talk about? So we're talking about all that. And then I hear the first hint of misogyny. <laughs> you know, I don't. <laughs> this was exactly what he said. He's like, I don't know too many female podcasters who really do good anyway. Damn. So, you know what's it right i'm like not even really not even supportive show. already <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you know you could have pretended You're right like, yeah at least like to. you know yeah you know po- <laughs> women podcast is the best podcast in the world <laughs> so like come on engage me just like like lisa you know you know, he, you know he should have did he should have went on this his uh, spotify just at least listen to five seconds of it like, uh, 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 look at that <laughs> uh, see like all I needed was, oh, okay, that's nice. You know what I'm saying? I didn't need the whole women podcasters don't do so well. So I was like, okay. Like, I didn't even know what to say after that. Jeez. Like, it's, 
you just you just find so many. Then I had one guy that I was talking to. He was like, yeah. He's like, you know, I was like, so what are you doing this weekend? He's like, oh, I think I'm going to go out. And you know what I'm saying? It's a friend I have coming in town. We haven't seen each other in a while. I was like, oh, really? Where'd you guys meet? He's like, oh, we were together for six years. Wow. Ooh, <laughs> so you still. <laughs> whoa. So you're still entertaining your ex. You know what? I'm good. It's always something. Jeez. I'm like, never mind. So, yeah. Uh, nah. Dating is uh, uh, whoa. Ill. <laughs> yeah, what is good? At least, at least they honest. At least they honest. They are. <laughs> I can get them that. I can speak to the lot. It's said all. Have you? At least they honest. <laughs> are you gonna listen to the DMX versus Snoop Dogg versus? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I definitely want to see how that's gonna turn out. I'm actually rooting for X. Me too. A lot of people like, saying Snoop Dogg's gonna win by a landslide, but for some reason, I don't, I don't see how. Yeah, I really had, don't see how. Think about Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg has a lot of hits, and I'm, I think people forget that he had Dr. Dre hits. He had with Tupac hits. He had, he even had an Eminem hit for some reason. He has a lot right. of hits. He does. Snoop does have a lot of hits, and you know what I mean. But when you think about it, even with that, like during the time. Of like DMX, Rough Riders, all of them though. That's that's what was mainly popping. I think I can maybe remember two or three Snoop Dogg songs around that time, but DMX that that hit different. Uh, DMX hit different. I don't know. <laughs> like what? DMX is a whole different ball game though. I tell you. I know. I was kind of surprised that they put those two up against each other anyway. Yeah, you know, but, DMX should have probably went out versus some New York cat. That's what I think. I don't know yeah. about the whole West Coast world. Because Snoop Dogg's been out. Probably Snoop Dogg, if you think about it, probably got a good six, seven years ahead of him before DMX was really popping. True. So True. Uh, it is a, it's going to be a tough one. So it's, that's going to be very interesting to see because we got two different parts of hip-hop, really. Oh yeah. Like DMX was a whole era in himself, as was Snoop Dogg. So I feel like they should have put somebody up somebody different up against those two. I don't I don't know. That's but gonna, we'll see how that one. goes. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I think it's actually starting right now too. I think it was Oh really? Oh yeah, it's at eight o'clock. Oh well you're you're probably a little different, but I believe it's at eight but it's on Apple it's on Apple music right now too, so you can kinda oh, kinda refresh it. But you know what? Yeah. I love this conversation. This was actually a good Bad. conversation. So when are you going to have your podcast? I'm going to be on your podcast featured as well, right? Yes. So we're going to do that episode this Sunday. Um, it's going to be more of a panel discussion. So that's going to be interesting because <clears throat> I don't know how these how the other co-stars are going to be. So this is... It's just gonna come out the bag. We just gonna see what happens. Yeah, we gonna. I'm no gonna idea. be. I'm gonna be part of your podcast. Is it Journey for the Black Elephant? I love that title. I tell you, I love that Thank title. You. I appreciate well, that. I, I, I sh- Should have came up with it myself. I didn't even thought about that. <laughs> 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 you ever had a good? You ever saw a good title? I'm like, God damn it! Damn. <laughs> 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 or see some real dope cover art. Right? You? Yeah. Right? I, I see the cover. Like, God damn it! <laughs> Over here trying to save money. Facts. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't even think about doing something like that. Yeah, right. I see. I was like, you so you you on Instagram? You're not on Instagram yet, right? 
Oh, no, we're actually not. We, we're in the back and forth about if we're going to uh, hop over to the Instagram world or not. Probably not no time soon. Yeah, I'm on you. I'm on Instagram, and I can tell you one thing about Instagram. You you see a lot of people try to put their ads on your stuff, the of like the artworks and trying to get followers. Mm-hmm. So you <laughs> be warned about the ads. Okay. <laughs> so see, you'll be tough. I don't. I don't know. We're we're definitely thinking of um, ways to kind of branch out a little more. Yep. And we keep getting to Instagram, and I'm like, ah, let's come back to that. So we'll see. <laughs> so, we'll see. So tell the viewers where they can follow you on for your podcast. So we are on Facebook, The Journey of a Black Elephant. We are also on Twitter, and that's at the J-O-A-E podcast. Um, and as far as listening, we're on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and Google Podcasts as well. Yeah, I, I listen to her. She's one of about I tell you a lot of good conversations. So that's a, that you. is about does it uh, again for all our, for our listeners. Welcome back for all our new listeners. Thank you for joining us. Okay, we are out of here.